This is Season 7 of Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Listen, laugh, and learn. And today, who has the designation of being the Thomas Edison of roller coasters? Well, butter my butt and call me a biscuit. We scoured the internet. What? What's the matter? Butter your butt? Yes, and call me a biscuit. Okay, biscuit. Totally useless <laughs> information. It's everything you never needed to know. Welcome to the Totally Useless Information Fashion Show. So welcome once again, and we have a very special treat today because we have another guest, but for the first time ever in our history of Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy, we have a guest that not only covers fashion, but also inventions, innovations, ideas, and, totally and covers our junk. podcast presents... Inventions. Sure, walk all over the lady, why don't you? <laughs> yeah, so he covers our junk. So we have our next guest is will uh, talk to us about fashion and inventions at the same time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so hold on, hold on to your knickers. Uh, um, so imagine yourself a young man. You and I, Roy, were once young men. With Nick gr- was young. Nick was young around the same time as George Washington. Oh, was. come on. You're two months older than I am. So imagine <laughs> yourself a young man with a great job in the financial industry, deciding to make a major career move, but not only take like make a career move, but also become self-employed. Well, mm-hmm. what if I told you that four young men did this and created the most comfortable underwear known to man? I make that declaration. Our special guest today is one of those guys, Berto Rebello. Welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Nick, Roy. I love you guys. I love the show. I love the energy you bring. Well, Berto is from a company called Man Made, and Berto was nice enough to send us underwear. Yeah. Usually. <laughs> That's, right. <laughs> That's right. Now, this was unsolicited. Like, we, we ha- I found him on Twitter and we were chatting, and I said, You, you need to come on our show because I love your Nick story. He usually chats with other people about his underwear. No, I do not. Alberto, so, so it wasn't just you, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's how Roy and I became friends. We're 40 years plus now. Yeah, so he said, Are you wearing underwear? And I said, What? <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, so. Uh, and it's it was a- the 80s, so I probably wasn't. <laughs> probably not. And, um, and so. So it, it's a great story, which we'll get into. So, Berto, tell us a little bit about what your company is all about. Me and my three best friends, we quit we quit our jobs, like you said, because we all had issues with our underwear. We all had different gripes. One of us would just go commando as much as possible to skip it all together. Mm-hmm. Some of us would just replenish the value packs every other month because they would rip and get really saggy really easily. And personally, I hated the shopping experience. You know, you'd find a half-decent pair at the store, and then you'd go back a few months later and you can't find the same pair. So we put all our heads together. We tried every boxer brief on the market. What we found was either really overpriced or a little gimmicky. And we'll get into that, I guess. But, you know, speaking of inventions, I think some inventions are less is more type thing when it comes to your junk. So now let me let me just yeah. stop you for one second. So the four of you put your heads together. <laughs> now, when we're talking about underwear here, no, no, the, putting well, your heads together, the, their brains, their brain power, Roy. Oh, yep. thinking. Yes. Okay, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. I, go on, Berto. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. Well, we didn't have any experience or expertise in fashion design, so we did definitely leverage, you know, some local talent contractors to help us with designs. But we did get up in each other's junk to make sure that there wasn't any pinching or wedging or anything. So, Uh you know, using like clips and stuff and we're very comfortable. I got to say this. I got to say this honestly. (laughs) And, and I'm a tough, I'm a tough person when it comes to underwear. (laughs) I have to say I am. His underwear, not Berto's, mine, no. (laughs) These underwear, they are Uh, honestly and Nick Nick wore them too, and we both spoke to each other. <laughs> we yeah. spoke about our underwear, which is ridiculous. But we literally said, Nick, I said, Nick, I was working outside, and I honestly was cool. I felt cool in the underwear that I was wearing. Normally, I sweat. I'm in Florida, Berto, man. It's, it's 100 degrees here every day, you know? And this is the softest, most giving material. It's you have to try them to even understand it. The soap is cool. The socks are awesome because the socks give you a stretch in the instep. Now, I played tennis my whole life. 
I had certain type of socks, tree torn socks. So the socks that I would wear and they stopped, like you said, you can't find them. They're very similar. They have that stretch in the box of the, of the uh, toe mm-hmm. and in the, in the instep. Awesome for sports. Manmadebrands.com. This is not a commercial, guys. Trust no, me. We'd no. be charging Berto if it was. Yeah, well, so, so what? Okay, now you said you know you guys had uh, good jobs and you decided you had enough yeah. of of uh, buying underwear that didn't fit right. But how did you guys go from you know being in the financial dis? First of all, what did you do? What was your job in the financial industry? I was an auditor at a big four accounting firm. So I was auditing a lot of, you know, the big companies across right. Montreal, Toronto okay. and the US. Yeah. All right. So so you're an auditor. You're doing really well, I imagine, right? Financial industry. Yeah. And one day you decided, okay, I've had enough of this. I want to do something on my own. Is that how it, how it happened? How did, what was yeah. the thought process of you just saying, I'm going to throw all of this away and take a chance of being a self-entrepreneur? So, so I think it goes back to, uh, you know, I, I dropped out of college after my first semester didn't know, I was a little lost, didn't know where I wanted to go. I'm like, hey, I don't have to rush school if I don't know what I'm going to do. So I opened the restaurant with a family member and that was my first entrepreneurial venture. I did that for a few years and then I realized that the lifestyle was great, but something I, that wasn't just for me because I wanted to, you know, to have a family life on the weekends and weeknights, yeah. which is a little difficult with a restaurant. So I headed back to school and I'm like, what might be most useful to own a business? So I ended up in an accounting, put my head down, even if it wasn't the most exciting of stuff, uh, of topics. Um, so I, I completed my accounting degree, got a job at a firm, and then I'm like, okay, now it's time to jump back in, take a risk, take a chance. And uh, we rented a log cabin up north for three days, just put down like a hundred different ideas. And underwear just kept coming up. Mm-hmm. It's just like, we kept trying to dismiss it because that's a natural, you know, most guys, it's like underwear an afterthought. It's not even something you think of, even though it's a piece of clothing that's in constant contact with your genitals. We don't put much thought into it. It's just like, okay, let's just pick it up at the grocery store, at the department store, whatever it is, right? Yeah, I agree. And I know that, you know, Berto's company is in men's underwear. And I was known to be in women's underwear. No, no. <laughs> Not wearing them either. No, yeah, well, know what I mean, you yeah, know, you stop. wink, wink, nod, nod. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So now you, you, this is the decision you made. So, what about your three other friends? Like, do they do the same thing? Have the same thought process? Saying, okay, I want to do something different now. Yeah. So, um, each of us had our own kind of individual business journeys before, and then we kind of just ended up working for banks, either in wealth management, mutual funds or credit cards or anything of that nature. So all in within financial industry, just waiting to see like, I guess part of it is, you know, like self-discovery, figuring out, you know, and even just learning things like work ethic, working in teams, working in, you still take a lot, a lot of out of, out of these experiences. Uh, it's just, I but guess. it helps that you guys were friends. I mean, being friends, yeah. sometimes that can hurt in business, but if you have the right combination, it really does help. Yeah, we've you been, guys know you know each other's strengths and weaknesses before you start. Well, know? after yeah. three days in a log cabin, I guess they would know each other really, really well. <laughs> as they're modeling in their underwear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so the thing that really intrigued me the most about uh, about the underwear that you sell. Notice how I didn't say your underwear because I have to be really careful here. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so you guys went with not cotton necessarily. You went with a whole completely different material. Tell us about that. Yeah, so the, the fabric we use is called modal. It's sourced from beech trees. It's l- much less popular than cotton and, and polyester because of the cost. So it is definitely more costly than cotton and polyester, but you've got the best of both worlds. Reason being is that it is a plant-based fiber, so like cotton, so it's hygienic for you. It absorbs moisture around your junk, which is the primary job of underwear is to keep your your package dry and comfortable, mm-hmm. um, but it's also performant like polyester. So, you know, cotton boxers tend to get saggy. You put them on, if it's one way in the morning, and then by the end of the day, they're they're riding up, they're all loose on you, they're like parachutes. So I that's why I, and with yeah. his product, that that's one of the, the things that I found to be the most amazing because at my age, it's not just the underwear that's saggy. <laughs> so, you know, your underwear has like a pocket and not only does it have like a pocket, but it also has the fly portion for, for ladies out there. I know you've seen men tidy whities with their little, the little slit goes up and down. 
but theirs goes side to side. Now, ladies out there, you don't know, but when men go to use the bathroom, because we stand and we use urinals, it, it you, you're constantly fiddling around in there to try and find this little flap that's going up and down. Why yeah, it's going that, up that's, and down, I have that's no only, idea. Yeah, that's the only thing you're searching for is the little flap. Yeah, all right, go, well, go on. Well, Berto's underwear, not his underwear, right, but the, but... the manmadebrands.com underwear, right. you stick your hand in and boom, you're right there. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing to there's nothing to move around. Yeah. Bam, yeah. out pops Willie and boom. <laughs> yeah, easy access. But I mean, really, honestly, who, why did they do it up and down? It doesn't make any sense. When you put these underwear on, you're going to understand. Well, here, here's a misconception. You mentioned fly. Like a fly is not really a zipper, right? The fly is actually an opening on the crouch area of trousers. It's closed mm. by a zipper buttons. I mean, could you imagine a button fly? Like if you really have to go and you have to undo all those buttons. No, I've worn button fly boxers. Okay, boxers. We're talking about yeah. button fly pants. So on the men's garments, the fly opens to the right, by the way, because I guess most people are right-handed. On women's garments, ladies, listen up, it may open either on the left or the right. See, they, they're pretty smart, those ladies. See, I didn't have a problem with that, Nick, because I used to just lift my trouser leg an inch or two and boom. <laughs> I didn't have to worry about the zipper. But that's me, you know? I'm in dab, yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which, yeah, not very well. Um, now, the zipper, of course, you know, is a Canadian invention because Canadians yeah. uh, invent the best things. Now, Berto, where exactly. are you guys from? We're from Montreal. We're all born and bred Montreal. Canadians, right? Yeah. So there you go. So it exactly. takes Canadians, ingenious Canadians, to come up with something like this. Yeah, they invented the zipper, like the Marquis de Sade. You ever zip your thing up in there? That's not fun. So now, when you went to your respective families, I'm assuming, are you guys yeah. you guys married? You have significant others? What's... Yeah, we're married. I have a daughter. Oh, congrats. Okay, cool. Uh, so so, so let's take a peek into Berto's house here, and, and let's, <laughs> let's kind of find out when you sat down with your wife and said, honey, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to quit my financial job, and I'm going to open up my own business. Me, me my, my three friends, we're going to invent this wonderful underwear for men. What was her reaction? Those idiots. <laughs> Just a reminder, it's a family show. This is a family show. You're going to what with those idiots? Come on, Bert, don't tell us the truth. <laughs> Come on, give us, uh, give us the goods. She's, I, put, I put her through a lot, so she was surprised, but not totally shocked. She didn't faint, luckily, okay. but uh, she, she definitely uh, was surprised and shocked. But as I started talking sure. through it, you know, she just saw the passion and uh, oh, a very great security. There's a security yeah. thing. And then you go out on your own. I mean, I've done it many times and it is scary as hell. And I, I just didn't want to think about it. I just didn't want to look back. I just wanted to go forward. And that was the end of it. And that's what I did. Especially when you have friends that continued on their path. And obviously, you know, they're finishing work at more reasonable times than I am, for example, or, you know, they have their weekends free. They might be making more money or whatever. It doesn't you know what I mean? It's just sure. different lifestyle. It's a different lifestyle for sure. You're listening to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Our very special guest is very special because, well, he's providing underwear for men. I mean, you go to. Did you them. send the pictures to Berto? Not yet. I was going to surprise him with it. Okay, Berto. Listen, I took pictures <laughs> in the underwear, T-shirt, and socks. Mm -hmm. I took three shots. I gave Nick three shots. Nick is going to also take three similar type shots. Mm -hmm. We are going to send them to you because we were aware by looking at your website that you do have some decent looking models, mm -hmm. but now you have some real men, uh, two <laughs> real men, uh, famous, very famous men right. <laughs> <laughs> sporting around in the outdoors in underwear. I will tell you, I was outside in the underwear. Mm -hmm. And the neighborhood watch people started uh, emailing each other saying, did you see what I yeah. saw? So I'm driving along and I'm just about to pick up my mother-in-law. And thank goodness I didn't show her my phone because I get a notification from Roy. And I said, oh, it's uh, Saturday morning and he's going to he's messaging me because we're going to have a show coming up soon. And all I see are these three pictures. And I call the FBI immediately. And I said, I yeah. have. And so Nick said, my God, Roy's, Roy's harboring a large anaconda snake. <laughs> That's right. They have snakes in Florida. <laughs> my gosh. Um, so, right, so, so use Beachwood. Now, um, 
tell us about your website because your website is pretty interesting too. So it's, of course you can order the stuff there. It's manmadebrand.com. But yeah. uh, tell us what, what other information is on there. I think this is right up our alley as well. Yeah, so we have a section of our website called the Gentleman's Club. It's basically a blog, but we put a bunch of topics here that some, most of them were based on discussions we have in the office of like, you know, I think one of the most recent ones is how to avoid ingrown crotch hairs or like mm. things, you know, like how to, how to, what, what is the gooch? What's the purpose of having a gooch? And some of these articles, you know, we get quite a, quite a few clicks. So that there are other men interested in these topics that might not be as comfortable speaking about it. So we, we sure. created this section of our website. For sure. That. You don't bring that up all the time. You know, no. I got an ingrown hair in my, uh, you know, what, you know, in, you the, in the nether regions. In the nether region. Yeah, that's just outside of France. But uh, Nick, Nick loves dancing, so he's not afraid to talk about ballroom. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, Berto Rebello is our is our guest today. So um, tell us how we can get in touch with you and your website, of course, and uh, Twitter. And you're on social media as well, including TikTok. Tell us how people can find you. Yeah, so our website is manmadebrands.com. Um, and then on socials, we're usually under man-made official so if you go on instagram facebook you should find us that way by searching man-made official uh also on tiktok twitter and linkedin so glad to connect with everyone and uh for sure we're growing the community it's about it's going to be a year soon that we've been live with sales things are going well wow uh, we just got nick and i nick and i don't really like we don't promote stuff on the show yeah. we, we rarely promote stuff on the yeah. show and but but you sending us the stuff, um, Nick. The truth, the the tell them what you said to me on the phone about wearing the underwear. I, I, By the way, Nick Nick actually said to me, "I'm wearing them today." Yes. <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I, I was thinking of starting the show this way. Do I look a little different to you, Roy? Do I look a little different? Yeah. Yeah. You do. It, if you had them on your head, it'd be even better. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> you can poke your nose through the little flap, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like a little, like a little periscope. Yeah. Uh, and I said to him, I said, I, I walked around and I did a lot of work around the house, and um, and I it really felt so comfortable that I it felt like I wasn't wearing any underpants. So it's yeah. like it's like uh, going commando without going commando. And what was the other slogan we came up with? It's like, because it's a beach wood, wood for your wood. So if you guys want to use that as part of your advertising, you can go ahead and use it. Now, Berto, Nick's going to send you these pictures of himself, too, because he's been holding off trying not to, I guess, take them. But I've already manned up, so to speak. Yeah. And uh, he's going to do the same. And um, we've got tens of thousands of listeners who are going to go to your website to see pictures of Nick and I in our underwear. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to use them because finding models of like finding male models would you know guys like us to model underwear yeah. is not the easiest of things. Exactly. Usually our photographers send us these chiseled like Calvin Klein models, but that's yeah. not skinny. what we're really going for. You were really yeah, skinny, skinny, right? And Abby, yeah. I'm not afraid though, I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> and so wait a minute. So we have to fly you up, Roy. Now I yeah, get it. So buddy. when I visited the website. Uh, I realized that you have sizes larger than medium. Now I know why, because it's not just the models who are wearing them. So the, any ordinary guy, and you know, this may sound like a, a guy conversation just for, for men, but ladies out there, if you really love your significant other, you go to manmadebrand.com and order yourself some of this stuff. Your, your significant other is going to be really, really happy, and happy man is a happy wife. I'm showing Berto an actual picture because we're on. That's Zoom amazing. Right I'm definitely gonna. You use like that? Look at that! <laughs> yeah, Look at that branding, sure. right? That for branding sure. is awesome. But you actually got some prototype socks because we're working on larger, even larger sizes for the underwear and the socks. Oh, yeah. don't go so, too large because yeah. those are great, man. Those yeah. are awesome. Oh no, the socks sizing-wise is the real deal. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you realize now that it's like you're a natural, Roy. Yeah, I, you know, I'm okay in my underwear. You know, I had a lot of, in the 1980s, I had a lot of uh, experience yeah, running around exactly. in my underwear. Yeah, I think if you check the Guinness Book. And then Book, you had kids like me. Yeah, yeah. You, uh, yeah. If you check the Guinness Book of World Records, you'd find the man with the most um, with the most restraining orders in the United States. That's right. And it comes from the 1980s. Speaking you know. of restraining orders, these underwear hold you nice and tight. No, no. But the, okay, how about this? So first of all, 
I don't know if you know this already, but it's already passed because it was about a month ago. But World Underwear Day happens once a year. Do you know about that? Yeah, of course. August of course. the fifth. August fifth. Yeah. know every about year. it. Are you kidding? So, so we're going to come around full circle next year. We're going to have you back on the show because then it'll be two years you're in business. And also, we'll, we'll probably have you in time for World Underwear Day. I think that's really, really cool. This way for we sure. can follow up and see what's going on and stuff. Mm -hmm. So For sure. We actually went around town taking pictures of nothing but our underwear in the middle of intersections, at coffee shops, at the Olympic Stadium. We offer a comfort and fit guarantee on the first pair, actually, so we're confident that You'll love them so that if you're not happy for the first pair, for whatever reason, we'll make it right. So go on manmadebrand.com, manmadebrand.com. You'll see the underwear there. I'm telling you, they're the best. They are really the best underwear I've ever tried. Yeah, but do you know really? when they started wearing underwear? Men? Men started wearing underwear over 7,000 years ago, apparently. Because yeah. prehistoric men used to use leather to cover, you know, well, the nether well, regions. Well, that's not so true because that's more a loincloth. I found out exactly it was in the 17th century that men up until the 17th century, they didn't wear underwear right at all. They, they went commando for years and then underwear come out after the 17th century before the 17th century men's striped pants were a very uh, big item. If you know what I mean? The they flies on stripe. They wore striped pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the flies on those pants were, were pretty were pretty wild too. Now the you flops on them. Now you <laughs> mentioned the skid. You mentioned skid marks. Okay, so Berto, tell us what color the uh, your underwear come in. <laughs> Our underwear come in, in any color you like, as long as it's black. Okay, Did like Henry Ford. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> so now, now a couple of important things here. Okay, all kidding aside. So number one, the sustainability of the materials that you use. Yep. So our modal fabric takes between ten to twenty times less water to produce because we're not making hundreds of different colors, patterns, etc., and styles. There's less waste. So the fabric rolls. We maximize the usage. So there's less fabric being thrown out. And in terms of dyes, there's less dyes being used because we're not using a bunch of different colors. Right. So in that sense, also these boxers last longer than cotton. So cotton tends to rip, especially in the thigh area. They get loose and saggy really quick. So they're, they're yeah. definitely performant and durable. You know, I love the fact that they are like, you know, I, I actually had somebody try to rob me and they shot at me and they're like bulletproof these underwear. No, they're not. <laughs> no, no. But they are. They are. You could tell that they're made of quality material. All the rest of that environmental stuff was just blah, blah, blah to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the reason why it's black is because uh, it, it does hide, you know, the embarrassing stripes. <laughs> I've been wearing for black sure. underwear for years. I think black underwear are the best underwear. What the hell do you need to sit there and bleach the living hell and put bleach all over your body? Bleach yeah. is not for good sure. for yeah. you. If women can have a little black dress, we can have little black underwear. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sporting yeah. around in them. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Berto, I love your story. I love the fact that you guys have been uh, best friends. I mean, Roy and I have been best friends uh, for over 40 years. You guys are starting out. Uh, it's an exciting adventure that you guys uh, got yourselves into, and it sounds like there's a success story there, and uh, I think we should follow up with you in a few months and check things out, and uh, we are really, and really... for those of you listening to the show that go on, if you, if you do purchase some underwear, email us, tell us. What you think? Send us, we, send us we, your pictures with your the man. Oh, brand come on underwear. now, <laughs> Berto. It's only men's underwear. Yep. Are you men's getting into women's underwear? And I don't want you to say that if your wife is listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not planning to do any women's yeah. undergarments. Uh, that uh, leaves it up for us, Nick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been getting. We just got into women's underwear since 1982. Yeah, come on. Can you see us modeling women's underwear? That no, I no, I can't actually. <laughs> so, Berto, thank you very much for joining us. We really, really appreciate it, and thank you uh, for for uh, for some exciting uh, news from Montreal, Canada. It takes Canadians to do some great stuff. Much success, uh, much success to you guys, and hope to talk to you guys soon. Thank you, guys. Love you both. Thanks, Berto. Thank You're you. listening to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Well, that was fun, huh? Wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, Berto's cool. And the underwear are great. Speaking of cool. <laughs> T-shirts. Yes. 
They're the most sold piece of clothing, and Berto sells those too. Oh, yeah. And they're nice too. The material's cool. Every year, do you know how many t shirts are sold? No. I wanted to tell Berto this two billion. Two billion t shirts, really? Two billion. It is the number one piece of clothing sold t shirts. And and uh, these are like T-shirts with with designs on them. Like what what's the deal? Like just I think it would be all T-shirts. T-shirts meaning I guess like a crew neck style, wow. short sleeve T-shirt. All right. So earlier we talked about you know how women have the little black dress and mm-hmm. we have little black underwear. So uh, the little black dress was invented by Coco Chanel. Coco. Coco. Coco, uh, the specific oh. little black dress. <laughs> yeah, I'm loco for Coco. Um, the specific little black dress was so famously associated with Chanel, it appeared in the 1926 issue of Vogue magazine. That's how far back that magazine goes. A simple mm-hmm. calf-length design shown with a plain string of pearls that was distinct in its contrast to the heavily embellished flapper styles that was popular at the time. Now, Audrey Hepburn... Famously wore the little black Givenchy dress as Holly go lightly in the opening scene of Breakfast at Tiffany. So the little black dress. Wow. Do you know the price of clothing and fashion has changed drastically since 1950? And that makes sense, right? Yeah. In the 1950s, Americans spent 11.5% of their income on clothing. What do you think they spend today? Twice that. Only 3.5%. Oh. It's actually gone down because back then in the 50s, a lot of the clothing was handmade and more expensive. So when you bought a suit, the suit was very expensive. You only bought one or two. Now we buy more, but they're so much cheaper that I guess, you know, and so on. 3.5% of our income. Now, my wife spends about 45% of our income on clothing (laughs) and shoes. See, I was 50%. I was close, wasn't I? Yeah, I'm okay, though, because the shoes are included. But (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I'm in Toronto, Canada. Roy is in Florida. And up here in Canada, we have what's affectionately known as the Canadian tuxedo. Hmm? It could be this idea came maybe from 1951. It was an anecdote featuring entertainer Bing Crosby, who was barred from entering a Vancouver hotel because he was dressed completely in denim. Levi Strauss heard about the incident and designed a special suit jacket made out of their signature Levi Strauss denim, complete with copper rivets and wide tuxedo lapels, so that Crosby would be welcome into the establishment in his 501s, and they dubbed it the Canadian Tuxedo. Wow. Now, you know you brought up the uh, little black dress, right? Yes. Now, folks, get ready for this one. Baby boys used to wear dresses until the age of five or six years old. When? Up until around 1910. So the turn of the the 20th century, boys wore dresses until they were five or six and stopped around 1910. Fashion changed. And one more underwear thing I want to tell you. Yes. And this one was a shocker to me. Okay. In 2012, the government of Zimbabwe banned the sale of used underwear. What? Citing health concerns. So, yeah, now all the men in Zimbabwe get their STDs from toilet seats. <laughs> Wait a minute. What do you mean they, they banned the sale of used underwear? Why would they sell? Okay, they said they were selling used underwear, I guess, and men were getting diseases. So now the men just say, oh, I got it from a toilet seat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's what happened. I got it. In 2012, though, this is a true story. They did ban the selling of used underwear in Zimbabwe. It's got to be a pretty poor place when, you know, the big prize is the used underwear. Mm -hmm. I don't think I would want to do that. You, Nick? Uh, No, No, I mean, you, Nick. No, not you, Nick. 
You, comma. If you're a eunuch, yeah, yeah you yeah. need a pouch, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> or a fly. There you go. Um, hey, so like I mentioned, you go to our website, nickandroy.com. You can also check out birthdays, and this has become really, really popular. So uh, you go to nickandroy.com, you click on birthdays right at the top, and what happens is Roy and I will, will produce a very special birthday message for your loved one. Yeah, Nick and I are working sometimes now for for three or four days a week doing birthday messages, but we love doing it because of the response that we get. This is the most ingenious gift you will ever send anybody. If you have somebody that you say, oh, I don't know what to buy them, these people will flip out. They will be calling you. They will be emailing you. They will be saying to everybody they know that you sent him and you sent them a Nick and Roy birthday message. It's literally like a mini totally useless information show for them about the day they were born. And it's awesome. It's totally personalized. Go to nickandroy.com, click on it. You'll see there's a couple of questions that you would answer too. And you can also listen to a sample of one of them. It's awesome, awesome, awesome. It's pretty cheap. Just go on nickandroy.com. Nickandroy.com. Innovations, ideas, inventions. So we're going to uh, revisit inventions because we talked to Berto about inventions because of his underwear. Could you imagine? Boy, that's quite something. Now, you mentioned something about uh, like a submarine telescope with the way the pouches in their underwear. Mm. It's from the top. Okay. So speaking of submarine telescope, mm. Sarah Mather in 1845 applied for a patent for her submarine telescope. It's an apparatus with a lamp that was attached to a tube, which was then sunk underwater. It was used not only by underwater vessels, but by people above water attempting to see into the depths to investigate wrecks, damaged ship hulls, and enemy activity during the Civil War. So thank you, Sarah Mather, for the submarine telescope. Yeah, when I had Birdo's underwear on, I woke up the next morning and it looked like a submarine telescope. <laughs> exactly. Did it have a little, what did you attach a book light to it or what? <laughs> Recreated Sarah Mather's invention. <laughs> wow. Ooh, okay. Scientists invented a medication to cure heart spasms that would bring on heart attacks. Oh. The pill was called UK92480. It was tested on 100 people. None of the men had a heart attack that were in this test, and they were very prone to these spasms. But they all did have one thing in common. Their periscopes were popped up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Are you talking about, hold on, uh, what was that, Viagra? UK92480 is better known as Viagra. Wow. <laughs> Heart medication. Yeah, because but I never knew it was called UK nine two four eight zero. Yeah, could you imagine going to the uh, going to the pharmacist and saying, "I like yeah. a UK nine two four zero, please." A six yeah, months. It should have been. It should have been known as OK nine two four. OK, <laughs> want to take Viagra? OK, OK, sure, no problem. I think we mentioned this once on the show. Up, scope up. I think we mentioned this on the show once, where um, the University of Israel. Uh, did a study where they showed that if you take half a tablet of Viagra and you put it in a, a vase of, um, of flowers in the water, if you put the tablet inside the water with the vase of flowers, the flowers will last twice as long. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nike Air trainers would not exist if it weren't for a suit construction developed by NASA. Former Ooh. NASA engineer Marion Franklin Rudy. There you go. Three names. Whenever someone has three names, they're ingenious. They're smart. That's why they're on this show. Marion Franklin Rudy left his career in the late 1960s to pursue creative solutions for other industries. Sounds like Berto's story, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Among yeah. his more audacious ideas, placing tiny airbags in the soles of athletic shoes to soften the impact. So he said, let me pitch this airbag innovation to 23 shoe companies. All rejected them. Nope, didn't like the idea. Until 1977, he presented his vision to Phil Knight, the Nike co-founder. He took an air cushion prototype for a test run around the track 
and returned to his office intrigued. Rudy's shoe had an unprecedented smooth ride, and Nike had found air. Unbelievable. Yep. See? You're working it, you get it, right? Work it. You all didn't want it. Philip Walter Katz. Three names again. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) He's important. He has three names. Yes. Invented the zip compression file for computer storage. This discovery made it possible for computers to store massive amounts of information. Before that, it was impossible. But here's the interesting fact about Mr. Katz. He died of an overdose of peppermint schnapps. The man drank himself to death drinking peppermint schnapps. Now, peppermint schnapps is about the same alcohol content as wine. How much peppermint schnapps did this man drink to kill himself? He was a raging alcoholic, but the end result is his his death certificate says overdose of peppermint schnapps. Right. Wow. (laughs) And they buried him in a Ziploc bag. Uh, I know it's not the same thing. Uh, Speaking of bags, how about some garbage bags? Years ago, in order for uh, people to clean out their garbage cans, they used to steam clean them. So, I mean, think about it. When was the last time you wrapped your wet kitchen scraps in newspaper before taking them out to the curb? So, in the 1950s, Frank Plomp, Harry Waslick, and Larry Hansen all seemed to have created their own version of the garbage bag, a new type of tough, flexible, plastic polyethylene which had become widely available for commercial use cities across north america are looking for more hygienic ways to transport waste so in the 20 early 20th century edmonton alberta here in canada it was common to toss your trash into the river valley but they came up with this idea the glad green garbage bag was created oh wow glad Yes. Why do they call it that? Glad to use it, I guess. Well, it was Union Carbide later marketed the bag. So I'm glad, glad, glad it doesn't stink like it used to. <laughs> Steam clean this. A man named Heinrich Dreiser. Okay. And yes, Heinrich Dreiser's from Germany. And yes, a German. You know that happens every time somebody German is on. Of course. Well, Mr. Heinrich Dreiser is truly on both ends of the spectrum of inventions. He invented one of the most important drugs of all times, aspirin. I was, I was going to say it's not Viagra? No, well, that's important. <laughs> yes. you know? I mean, that's, you know, that's a subject to keep up with. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Mr. Dreiser invented aspirin, the most used medication in the history of the world. And then he invented one of the worst drugs ever created, heroin. Oh, really? So wow. he invented one of the most impressive drugs ever used and ever invented and most used of all times. And then he invented heroin, which is the scourge of the earth. See, he could have stopped right at aspirin. He just had to keep going, right? Mm-hmm. And for those going. listening and uh, with, with heroin dependency, watch a step with all this fentanyl because it's killing thousands of people and it really is a scourge. So yeah, please be careful out there. Okay. Yeah. Tabitha Babbitt, not Bobbitt. Tabitha <laughs> Babbitt. <laughs> She's a cut above. She is. In, 18, <laughs> in 1812, she was living in a community and working as a weaver. Babbitt not Bobbitt, watched people struggle to cut wood with a pit saw, which required not one but two users and only cut in one direction. So because she said, you know what, I got to help these people out. She attached a circular blade to her spinning wheel and invented the much more efficient circular saw. So Tabitha Babbitt saw an idea. Yes, she did. And Lorena Bobbitt in 1992 invented a better form of knife to cut sausage. (laughs) She did. She lopped that thing right off. Right off and then threw it out the car window as she was driving when the cops were coming after her. She goes, I got to get rid of the evidence. Yeah. And then she got a ticket for littering. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) John A. Miller. Now, not exactly three names, but he does have an initial. So give him an extra point. Sure. John A. Miller has the distinction of being called, and this was my teaser, 
the Thomas Edison of roller coasters. Oh, okay. Mr. John A. Miller has over 100 patents pertaining to design and safety of roller coasters. When asked, he said about his career, it has many, it has had many twists and turns and ups and downs. <laughs> You'd have to really, like, and pun intended here, you have to be really twisted to come up with some of the concept ideas of some of these roller coasters. Yeah, uh, you, uh, really, you, honestly, it's it's you got to be a sadistic, sick bastard. <laughs> so, you know, every time I visit the amusement park up here, it, it's Canada's Wonderland. OK, it's like very similar to the Six Flags amusement parks mm. in the United States. So Canada's Wonderland they, brought to you by Six Flags, Six Flags. <laughs> um, so whenever they have one of those rides and there's a sign that's posted in there saying warning. First of all, you have to be this tall to to ride the, the ride Two. If you have a heart condition, please do not use this ride. Now, I don't have a heart condition. I'm not a fan of these rides. I will develop a heart condition if I went on these rides. Exactly. Yeah. And it also says things like if you have a bad back or a heart condition or this or that. I mean, there's so many little stipulations in there if you read the fine print, you know? Yeah, I get a sore back just reading yeah. the sign. Sure. I took a Viagra once before I went on the roller coaster. <laughs> you know, those bars come down That's pretty. <laughs> they do. Yeah. And the carousel was born with the horses bombing up and down. <laughs> You're listening to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. We're going places. Throw away yeah. your totally useless GPS. It's time for geography. So get lost with Nick and Roy. Yeah, you were saying something? Yeah, yeah, yeah I was going to say, I can't believe it's season seven. Yeah, it is. Season seven already. We thank you very much for joining us. We are in, in over 65 countries now, all around the world. And of course, we're on the iHeartRadio network all across Canada. And coast eight, to coast, coast in to Canada. Coast. Yeah, we are just everywhere. Five countries, folks. Thank you so, so much. I mean, really, honestly, we started out as these two crazy guys trying to do something funny and, and informative. And you guys have made it um, something important. So thank you so much for that. Really, well, we do appreciate it. We do. You know what? You can butter my butt and call me a biscuit. <laughs> so that was my teaser. Butter my butt and call me a biscuit means expressing delight or surprise. Like I just surprised you, I think. Mm-hmm. Sure you did. So these are some slang terms from American states. So we're going to start with Alabama, where if you say a ways... They're gone a ways is a distance anywhere between 10 minutes and two hours in terms of travel time. So if you're traveling a ways, you have to have traveled at least 10 minutes and up to two hours a ways. As I said, butter my butt and call me a biscuit also means to express delight. And a shopping cart in Alabama could be called a buggy. Really? Let me tell you something else from living down south that most people don't know. When you come down south from up north and people go, oh, bless your heart. They really mean go screw yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thanks for the truth. That's code. It's Southern code. They go, oh, you know, you'll say something. They'll go, oh, bless your heart. In other words, you idiot. (laughs) You know what, Roy? Thank you very much for sharing that with us. Bless your heart. Well, I was away and Kentucky has Mammoth Cave, right? The world's longest natural cave. Mm -hmm. We spoke about it on the show. That's why I went there. Because we spoke about it on the show and it intrigued me. So I did go. It is mind-boggling. I will send some pictures. We will put them on the website. You folks, if you get a chance, go to Kentucky, go to Mammoth Cave. It's that unbelievable. But I didn't know this. When we spoke about it on the show, we said there were 400 miles of cave. Right. Well, there were. Originally, when it was found, there were 320 or something. And then it went to... Up to 400. Well, as of the time that I went a couple of months ago, it was up to 412. They're constantly finding and excavating new caves. Now, one of the people that took us on a private tour, which amazing, Onyx Cave, private tour of Onyx Cave, uh, this tour guide, which I will put a picture of her and her name up as well on the site because she was amazing. Yeah, she has actually herself found 
some of the new cave fronts. That's what she does when she's not a tour guide. She's actually spelunking or whatever they call it, finding <laughs> new caves in the Mammoth Cave system. So very, very cool. 412 miles of cave. That's amazing. So, yeah, check out our website, nickandroy.com, and we'll post some pictures of Roy's vacation, what he did on his vacation. Well, speaking of Kentucky, but based on what you just told me, I can easily say shucky darn, shucky darn, which which you're, if you're from Kentucky, that means wow. Okay? Hmm, now, if, uh, if someone, <laughs> so similar, <laughs> well, shucky darn, butter my biscuit and call me a butt. When uh, I sent Nick the pictures of me in the underwear, he was like, shucky darn. <laughs> that's right, exactly. Yeah. And then I said, butter my button anyway. So um, that's <laughs> nice. If someone says, oh, that's nice. It's very similar to what you were talking about. So if someone from Kentucky says, oh, that's nice, it, can, it really means they just don't give a damn. Yeah. <laughs> and also, a chicken is not a chicken in Kentucky. It's a yard bird. A chicken is not a chicken. It's a yard bird. It's a yard bird. So that's why maybe they had to change it. So it's Kentucky, Kentucky Fried, fried yard, yard Birds. Yeah. 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 Didn't have There's this. Kentucky Fried Chicken all over Kentucky. It's 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 like it almost looks fake, you know, because well, like, we're well, in Kentucky. I, well, but I, they take it seriously. It, but is Kentucky Fried Chicken from Kentucky? Yes. Yes. Colonel Sanders from okay. Sandersville. Kentucky, uh, the first Sanders, Sanders town or Sandersville, something like that. Okay. I don't think it had anything to do with his name, but all right. If you drive southeast from Detroit, okay, heading down, down. Think about this: you're heading south. All right, yeah, heading down towards Florida. If you drive southeast from Detroit, Michigan, you will hit Canada. What? You heard me. If you guys from Canada look right. at the map, okay. it encroaches into the United States right. in the upper peninsulas of Michigan and Detroit being high up. If you travel southeast from Detroit, you will hit the towns of Lakeshore and Lemington, Canada. To be exact. Not too far from Windsor, <laughs> which is one of our radio stations that we're on, CKLWs. Hello, big shout and out. So, what are we up. supposed to say? Shucky Ducky or Shucky, <laughs> Shucky Darn, it's a yard bird. Uh, if you're from Idaho, <laughs> Shucky Ducky and Butter My Biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We're Today, we're serving, we are serving yard birds and buttered biscuits. Chucky Ducky and Butter Bob Biscuits because I took a UK 92480 and I'm ready to roll. <laughs> is that a yard bird? In, is that a yard bird in your pants? Okay. Did you take a UK 92480? Exactly. Chucky Ducky. Uh, Idaho has a condiment, speaking of condiments, which was yes. a mixture of ketchup and mayonnaise called fry sauce. Ooh. That sounds good. A glove compartment of a car in Idaho is called a jockey box. Jockey box. Yep. In Idaho. And those cute, furry, burrowing animals we know as prairie dogs in Idaho are called whistle pigs. Nick said to me, what do you call a glove box in Idaho? I said, Idaho, Alaska. <laughs> Alaska. That's right. Idaho, Alaska. What did Tennessee? I don't know. Yeah. It is estimated that the earth has enough gold in the core of the earth. So the earth's core has enough gold to cover the earth. Get ready. One and a half feet around the entire globe. So the entire globe would be covered with one and a half feet of solid gold. Wow. That's awesome. So I bought you a shovel, and I have one myself. <laughs> yes. You start in Canada. I'm going to start here. Yeah, and I'll go <laughs> north. In the middle. That's right. And I'll go northwest from Detroit to meet you there. Exactly. Yeah. Go over by Lemmingville and Lakeshore and the Yuckum Suckum, whatever the hell it's called, and what are my biscuits? <laughs> um, <Okey> darn. In... <laughs> that's a new expression. Someone from that's an expression that's from someone from Florida trying to imitate somebody from Kentucky. Yucky yeah. darn. <laughs> Oklahoma. Oklahoma, where the okay, when someone offers you calf fries. Hmm. You think, oh, that sounds delicious. Are they are they fried in fat? They are deep fried deep bull they are deep fried bull testicles. Calf fries. Oh. 
Uh, what are they called? <laughs> calf fries. Calf fries right. are deep, deep fried. Deep fried bull testicle. That's right. You should have told Berto about this. <laughs> That's right. Yes, exactly. Yeah, maybe That's, we... That cow needs his underwear bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Protect those, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't want that, Nick. Which, uh, now, in uh, in Oklahoma, if you were uh, referring to an icebox, it's a refrigerator. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. And in Oklahoma, if someone is packing, that means they have a gun on them. Sure. If it's correct that Santa Claus lives on the North Pole, and Nick, I know you don't know this. Mm -hmm. Is it correct? He lives on the North Pole, lives correct? The, yes, the North Pole is his address, yes. Which I, I know because I've heard that my entire life, so I believe it. That's his address, yes. Because the North Pole is made up of ice caps, Yeah. those ice caps are floating in water, okay. which means that Santa lives in the North Pole on an island. Santa lives on an island in the North okay. Pole. Also, Santa is Canadian because the North oh, Pole resides on, on Canadian. Yeah, he's a naturalized Santa, Canadian. Not Canadian. He is. Look, he's where he's German. Santa Claus. Santa Claus is German. He wears red and white. Come on. What are the colors of the Canadian flag? Red and white. Come on. Figure it out. Oh, man. Oh, go. that's a stretch. Uh, that's almost as much of a stretch as I did to Berto's underwear. <laughs> UK 9480. <laughs> sounds like sounds like one of those uh, teen dramas like 90210. It's UK yeah. 7240. Hey, you can go to our website. Check out all kinds of stuff. NickandRoy.com. You can check out birthdays like we mentioned and send someone really special in your life a very special birthday message from roy and i you go to nickandroy.com yeah 130 episodes over 130 episodes you can download also you go to nickandroy.com check out more information about man-made brand the uh, underwear people that we talked about earlier in the show and you go to nickandroy.com to send us an email what's in the mail bag what's in the Phil from Oshawa, Ontario. A lot of Canadian content uh, today, but not on purpose. It's just how it worked out. Phil from yeah. Oshawa, Ontario. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Who was it? Santa that got in touch with you? Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. <laughs> Listen here. Here's a gift. Here's a yard bird. Uh, Dear Nick and Roy, Phil writes, we love listening to your show every week. We subscribed on Spotify, one of the platforms you can get us on, and downloaded it on my phone, and it downloads automatically every week. We also hear you on the radio. We ordered a birthday message you guys talk about for my mother-in-law as a gift. Now, we don't really see eye to eye on things, so I took a chance. Well, boys, let me tell you, Phil writes, that she was in tears because you guys were hilarious and also because she thought it was a great gift from me. So thank you for helping me with my relationship with my mother-in-law. Keep up the good work. Oh wow! Nice. Look, I got I got one that was th this one is too crazy. Sammy from Taylorsville, Kentucky. Now, what are the odds of this? Yeah, I stayed in Taylorville, Kentucky, on my way through Kentucky. Now, I will explain to the listeners. Mm -hmm. Taylorsville, Kentucky, is literally a blurb on the map. The town was I. I tell you, you could run through the town and not even break a sweat or get or get winded. It literally. There is nothing in Taylorville except a few per people that go, Italy, dokey, skokey, bokey. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> How about that fried yard bird? <laughs> okay, so Sammy from Taylorsville wants to thank us. He said, my wife cried tears of joy when she received her birthday message. Oh, wow. Now, I remember doing this one. If you remember, she liked country music, and so oh yeah, we did a whole thing about country music. These these birthday messages are tailored to the people that you're giving them to. This guy, he goes on and on. He wants to tell us that his wife cried tears of joy. She received a birthday greeting. So again, thank you so much, Sammy. We got your message. Thank you, and it makes us happy too. So thanks again. Go to nickandroy.com. Something completely useless. Scuba. 
scuba diving. Have you ever scuba dived? I actually did scuba dive with sharks in Curacao, which is an island all by Aruba. It's one of the ABC islands, uh, Aruba, Curacao, uh, Baracas and Curacao or something like that. Curacao, where the blue liquor comes from. That's right. Although it's become the word we use to describe diving itself, the full meaning of scuba is self-contained underwater breathing apparatus. Mm-hmm. It's an acronym, a term coined back in 1952. You learn that really quick, Nick, when you're underwater with sharks. Right, yeah. <laughs> wow. I, I'm okay because I'm, I'm in a self-contained underwater breathing apparatus. In 1952, U.S. Major Kristen J. Lamberston, uh, he came up with the acronym. It, it pretty much describes what it is, a self-contained underwater breathing yeah. apparatus scuba. Yeah, the respirator thing. Very, really fast, funny story. We went, my wife and I, we went, there was like literally 50 people, 60 people were going to go diving. And the guy was like, don't worry about it. We have to take a small class. So he starts a class off and he says, if you're going to throw up, you throw up through the respirator. You don't try to keep it in your mouth. Just spit it out through the respirator. Boom, five or six people walked out of the room. He says, okay, if you start to feel a headache thing, you blow out of your nose because that's pressure in your head and you don't want to pop your ears. So somebody raised their hand. What happens if you pop your ears? He goes, you're deaf. Boom. Another 10 or 15 people walked out of the room. By the time we went down, it was six of us. <laughs> so, and it was the most amazing experience ever. We, we have a video of it on videotape. I have to get it transferred because it is amazing. Well, that is amazing. I've never been scuba diving. Uh, maybe I will one day. It sounds like. Do it. Hey, today on the show, we talk about fashions and inventions. The very first time, as you mentioned, in the history of our show, did we have a guest that covers not only fashion, but inventions. He not only covers that, he covers your junk. That's right. That's <laughs> uh, thanks to Berto from Manmade Brand. Go to manmadebrand.com. And also, geography. Well, you know what time it is. It's time for the news. And now, from around the corner and around the world, this is TUI News. A mosquito in China helped solve a mysterious break-in through a smear of blood. COVID-19. No. Go ahead. The thief allegedly entered an apartment through the balcony in Gulao district of Fuzhou in Fujian province. Wait, the Gulao, Fuzhou, Fujian <laughs> province? Gulao, the Gulao district of the, skitty, of the city, or skitty, city of Fuzhou. Fuzhou oh. police, because they have the police department, believe the burglar sure. may have spent the night in the apartment. So the Fuzhou police had to go to Gulao. That's right. To find, yeah, and they had some goulash on the way. Uh, yeah. Fuzhou police believe the burglar may have spent the night in the apartment based on the used mosquito coil, noodle packets, and eggshells discovered in the kitchen during the investigation. Oh, so while the mosquitoes were biting, he took out a mosquito coil, had himself a little ramen noodle. Uh huh. Yeah, he there had you go. A packet of ramen noodle, maybe brought the mosquitoes around too. Well, the incident was reported to Fuzhou police, and when Mm. officers inspected the high-rise residential complex, they found a smear of blood on the wall from a mosquito. Knowing that the burglar had possibly stayed in the apartment overnight, the report said they decided to test the blood. Well, DNA. Noting that it was newly smeared, and it was strange for the owners to leave blood on the wall. Right, now you got one mosquito said to the other mosquito, hey, that idiot went away from me. <laughs> That's right. No, but go ahead. <laughs> That's right. The old, the gum, the gumshoe mosquito. Oh, the gumshoe. switch. That's right. <laughs> yeah, bite me. Bite and switch. Yeah, bite and switch. <laughs> he could have, now this guy couldn't, could have gotten away with perfect burglary. But of we, ramen noodle. But no, no. They, I don't they have know, nothing no. better to do. It was, if it wasn't for that pesky mosquito who bit him, the man was identified after police tested the blood from the insect. He was in the system, at which point they arrested him, and he allegedly confessed four crimes in the area. Okay, well, let's get this straight. So China is shutting down entire provinces because of COVID. Right. But they're searching all of the 20 billion Chinese people for this who was eating ramen noodles. <laughs> so the mosquitoes bit the guy. The right. guy smacks the mosquito on the wall and gets caught. Right. Did he Be- get caught? He did. 
They, they identified him because they tested the blood, and the man allegedly confessed not one, not two, not three, but four crimes in the area. Uh-huh. Yeah. So the idiot now gave up himself into three other crimes. That's right. What did he get at those places? A little Moogle guy pan? Maybe <laughs> they did. Well, whatever it is, um, that's all the time that we have. Did on he this. use chopsticks? I need to know, Nick, listen, this particular news article that you have here does yeah. not have enough of the raw facts that we needed. This man could not be guilty, and we may be able to overturn this case, and, and we're going to look into this. That's all the time that we have on this episode of Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Uh, we yes. will scour the internet among other sources and scour and find out all kinds of neat stuff of useless information just for you. Until then, you need to tell everyone about this show because you've been doing a great job of it so far. Season 7, folks. A big, a big hands up slap for me and Nick for season seven, which is real cool. Thanks again. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. Thanks for listening. Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy is a production of NickandRoy.com. Visit NickandRoy.com to access the full library of episodes or wherever you get your podcasts.